0: There we go. Hello everyone and welcome to Dance of the Soul. And we're having a Monday and this is called being in life. Life is one of those things that we just do things and we roll with it and and you know you're going to find that on the show and on my show on Wednesdays that we're just human. We're very human with things, <laughs> and Reagan actually forgot his his uh, speakers, and so he just popped back in. I'm amazed that you did technology that quickly. I had to run out
1: to the van. <laughs> you're
0: doing good. You're doing good. So I just got
1: back from LA. I'm going to shut my door here too. So
0: okay. So with that, you're on Dance with the Soul, and when I'm Natasha Venter, and I am one that I'm a medium, uh, intuitive personal life coach, and with life as we go through things you know we do life we are life and that's what we want to talk about on the show is being in life doing life and Regan Forreston is a hypnotherapist working with the Newton Institute and he is amazing on how he navigates through his own life for one and then helping others through sessions and we both do sessions and like he talks about that we do, like I do it through my mediumship. I do it through my, my doorway with past lives and I can see them pretty quickly. I remember being born. I remember a lot of my past lives. And actually I came to an awareness this last weekend that I'd like to share. But I'll get to that later. But, and Regan does it through his own tools. And with working with me as when you work with a team of people who are cleaner, more awaken you become awaken yourself so Regan you're starting to get more intuitive feelings about life and that kind of thing too so Regan if you would like to say how have you been you've been traveling yourself
1: yeah I uh I just got back from 10 days in Los Angeles I had uh, five life between life sessions while I was down there and I learned it's just funny the more I do this work with helping people visit the afterlife and you know go through past lives go to the afterlife Uh, go before council, ask questions, get answers to everything. Um, And to see just how immediately that changes people's lives. Um, And I I am getting more, I'm getting more intuitive of knowing what questions to ask on the other side. In other words, to make the sessions a lot more, uh, we go more in depth, Mm -hmm. like sometimes the council, because People prepare for a life between life session. People prepare a list of questions that they want to have answered about their current life, like what is their mission, are they on task, Uh, what's the best way they can keep connected to the other side, Uh, which by the way is always meditation. You know, that's that seems to be the closest thing we can do here in this life to keep connected to the afterlife is to meditate.
0: Um, Well, and and I want to, and if I could step in here, Regan, because I want to people when they hear meditation. It's it's one of those words that people think, oh, I have to sit cross-legged, you know, counting yeah. backwards, kind of doing that. No, I want to give people this credit that meditation could be walking in nature. Yeah. Meditation could be sitting outside and just listening. Meditation could even be reading kind of like one of these like simple books And your mind wanders off because you've come into a relaxed state. So let's put the word of more of a relaxed state. You know, yes, meditation is the word that that the universe will use. That's
1: that's the general heading that this comes under. Right. But I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, because when I was at a a Buddhist retreat for eight days years ago, um, we did open-eyed meditation. I'd never even heard of that. We just sit there and just stare at something, you know. Wide awake and staring at something. And then there's close eyed meditation. We did walking meditation, which was just going inward with our thoughts. We were walking barefoot in the snow around this area that we did. Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, but And while we're speaking of that, uh, there's a number of good apps, but the one I use all the time that's really, really good is called uh, Insight Timer. If you just go to the app store, it's Insight Timer. And mm-hmm. it has a picture of a singing bowl of a golden bowl. They have thousands of things to do on their to meditation. They, they have like guided meditations where you can, um, you know, you, you can uh, have someone, uh, help you to go within, uh, for different, you know, like if you're having trouble sleeping, if you have trouble in relationship, uh, you know, if you're trying to, um, you're trying to have, uh, uh, your your financial situation improved, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of different things. And then they have thousands of songs are, are recorded on there. Um, and the, if you just want to quiet your mind, listen to beautiful music to help get you to this relaxed state. You could do that like if you were out walking. That'd be a beautiful thing, wouldn't it, Natasha? They could go walking in nature and have this beautiful music playing. It's all about, c- like, calming down,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: just it it when your mind begins to relax, it becomes more alert to things that you don't normally see when you're just busy, 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 you know exactly.
0: and that's that's that part of of life is is that I notice that if I go from breathing to breathing, that slows me down. I can, I can do meditation, even walking down the hallway of a, of a local school that I work yeah. at, you know, it's that thing. So Kristen, hi, Kristen, Kristen just, uh, just went traveling. She's a friend of mine and she just went traveling through what was it? Um, Pakistan and, um, wow. and, uh, oh, what was, it? I know, I know the names I just slipped through my head. Uh, Some major, major, wonderful places there. Um, She went through, you went out to Alcatraz too, I know, that you put on Facebook. And there's some, oh, man, can you imagine the energy that she was in? Because there's less tourists, obviously. And so her husband is wonderful navigating through tourism. (laughs) So it's that kind of thing. And then Veronica, she says, what was that website again? Uh, Oh,
1: it's not a website. It's an app. It's just called Insight Timer. It's free, totally free, uh, and you can pay a few bucks a month to for a few more things. But for basic meditation, uh, and there's so many things on there when you scroll around everywhere. Insight Timer. Uh, it's kind of an interesting name for a meditation app, I think. But um, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's re- one thing that's nice on there is. Um, uh, it'll show you like when you're going to begin to meditate, it'll show you how many thousands of people around the world are meditating at the same time as you. And sometimes it's like 250,000 people. Yeah.
0: Isn't that amazing? It
1: kind of gives you a sense of community, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say there's a quarter of a million people right now that are, are relaxing and going to their higher self, you know, and on that app, uh, besides the guided meditations, they have um, some of the best known spiritual, spiritually aware of people on the planet giving talks so you you know you can learn to a lot of you know learn a lot through listening to these talks and um it, and it doesn't some people like natasha they think meditation they think oh i got to sit there for an hour and you do this stuff i mean uh you could do five minutes ten minutes like there's a page on there that says how much time do you have to meditate and if you click like 10 minutes then just the things that are 10 minutes long will come up you know mm-hmm. the music or the talks or something or, or an hour or a half hour whatever um, but just the fact of doing that and declaring that you want to start receiving more information, right. It, it's it, all huge. Of it can, isn't it Natasha? It's like, it's huge. Yeah. Because we're finding out with everybody that goes to the other side that they're saying, we're listening to you all the time. You, you just talk to us, you know, you want to, you know, pray to, uh, uh, to God, to Jesus, to whatever. There's always, they're always around us, listening to us. And, um, if we're open enough, uh, a lot of times you'll hear their answers to your prayers. You know, and that's
0: getting, yeah. That that's the one thing that I think that a lot of our guides and angels and and that they're impatient with us because we don't spend the time to listen,
1: right. to be
0: available and yeah. being quiet. Just,
1: yes, we're doing this, you know. Oh, my life is so bad, and blah 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 blah. It's just calm down and listen.
0: Mm -hmm. i know that sometimes my mind runs a lot you know being a woman's brain (laughs) it runs a lot and so i'll play like a game a simple game of like solitaire you know where it's just picking a card and that quiets my brain down enough that i can kind of sit there and and my husband says you're always looking at your phone i'm like no because sometimes i i've played a game or i played a card and then i'll just sit there for a few minutes and I'll check in because my brain slowed down enough that I can be available with that. And and it, it is because we're running from one thing to another. That's called life. That's why we were called. That's why we wanted to call the show the Dance of the Soul because it's dancing through much of what we're going through. And as yep. we can do that, that's what's amazing. Now Kristen typed in about where she was at. She was in Poland, Romania, Jordan, Ketsch, Wow, and Republic.
1: Now that's that's a smorgasbord. You know, of different uh, vibrations, of different feelings, and uh, man, I I, uh, I envy you, Kristen. I mean, I have not been to those places, and I would really, I would really like to. My my significant other, Patty, and I, we were talking this week about. Uh, um, she wants to retire in a, a you know couple of years anyway. She's enjoying her job still so much she doesn't want to, even <laughs> though she could. But we want to it's Just for one thing, we want to retire where we're still healthy and can enjoy all these things and. There's so much beauty in the world, you know, so it's just, you know, it's amazing. And, you know, when I have people on the other side, one of the things that they love the most is the colored energy that they experience. Mm. Um, One of my clients this last week, um, uh, she went to a place of healing. And uh, like when I have my clients over there, I'll ask their guys, I'll say, can they go to a place of, of healing? And they always say, Sure. And then i have them describe it to me and it's always very similar but unique you know to everybody but the one that i had this last week there were just pools he said there were people getting in out of these pools the water <laughs> just felt like you just get in the water and you just feel like oh, you know healing and then they were like rainbows of colored energy coming into their into their being like through the top of them and all through their body one was golden and they when they're in their are they're, they're in trance, but that's the thing about trance that people think that you're just out, but no, you, you, you split it. Like, um, it's kind of like Natasha's kind of walking around in trance all the time because she can just, you know, they're so close to her. She can, with her eyes wide open and that, that, but for the lot of us, we need to relax. We need to, you know, to get in and state like Natasha, we have to get in kind of a meditative, uh, trance like state. And, um, The different, boy, this place of rejuvenation is, um, you know, sometimes it's waterfalls, sometimes it's beautiful gardens, but when they're there, they just feel like they're down-regulating, you know, Mm -hmm. like just, you know, nothing like they just, one person said it, this light she was in, she says it felt like her beingness was like made up of billions of little BBs, you know, little BBs, and she could feel this energy going to each one of those BBs and cleaning it you know, and relaxing, you know. Now see,
0: I get, I get a lot of that same state. There's in the Northwest here, we get some rain, spring rain showers. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing when you have all this new growth coming out and then you have your rain shower and you see all these drips, the sun sprinkling through the, the drips coming off the leaves. And sometimes you'll even see a rainbow in the background and you just step outside and you just, It's like getting that washing of just, ah. And nature gives us that. If we can step into moments, every place has a moment where you step out and you go, and it's a magical moment. It's a magical moment. And if we can take in those magical moments more often because they're available for us, it is our frequency, our moment that we're in. That breath that we're breathing in that moment of frequency to take in what nature is presenting for us. Because that is our body, our 3D, I'm going to call it 5D, whatever world you want to be. <laughs> because it's a combination of, of the physical in the midst of the magicalness of life. That when we're in those moments, we can really ta- tap into the 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 wash of it the wash of it and i know for us up here sometimes we have waterfalls and the ions from that well that's the same difference it's just in this this world instead of going into the metaphorical spiritual you know meditational world where we take our spirit because sometimes our our bodies need the physical interaction to do the cleansing
1: yeah um two of my clients this last week, they suffered from depression and anxiety. And these uh, the council members on the other side, when we asked, well, how can, how can we reduce this, whatever? And it was meditation and then walking in nature, mm-hmm. you know, and one of my clients, she was too, she lives um, close to the mountains and everything. And she's too, she has too much fear of uh, coyotes and uh the, the, you know the ones that came and grabbed their dog right when i was doing a session there last week yes and luckily the the dog uh, chico is doing just fine by the way oh good
0: good good he's good good.
1: covered good. he's just he's just a snarly old now has
0: head. is she recovering a little bit
1: um yeah i did a eft session with her which is the tapping mm-hmm. which helped her a lot and then uh she had her life between life session and she was even though she allowed me to be at their place to do these sessions, which was beautiful for her to open up her house that way. And uh, she'd heard about, you know, like I don't talk specifically about people, but in general, you know, what people experience. And she still didn't quite get it, you know. And I said, I think you're going to be the perfect subject. She had one of the most amazing sessions of my whole thing. Oh my gosh. She saw so much in detail. She got so much information about it. Good for her. Yeah. And they said to... And uh, Natasha, just like you had nailed it, you you know, she's, she's this personality. She's like this young child in an adult body that just uh, brings joy and love to everyone she sees. And this, this childlike innocence of, uh, of, of beauty and acceptance for people. And they told her that same thing that you said, you know, they said, well, you have this youthful, young energy. Mm -hmm. And her, her mission, she wouldn't mind me telling you this, I'm sure her mission was uh, in this lifetime was to help people to be more compassionate. Mm
0: -hmm. And she does
1: that because she just, she just, um, you know, everybody that she's around, she's just this compassionate, caring person, you know, and uh, it's, I know she's helped me in the 12 years that I knew her, was with her quite a bit. I mean, she really softened me a lot. You know, because when she would talk about things, even if we had issues in our friendship, you know, it was like she very compassionately would say, Regan, you know, I have a request. (laughs) (laughs) I did
0: did that to my husband. Honey, can I have three minutes? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I have a request. She was beautiful that way in the fact that, um, you know, she would things that we needed to talk about or something. She would say, hey, I have a request. And then she would bring it up, say, Regan, when da-da-da-da, you know. It makes me feel this certain way. Is there something we can do about that? You know, and, and you care about the person you go. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. she, you know, because this guy's you you women. Oh, God, you just help us guys so much. <laughs> and uh, she even yeah. had a talk with her significant other on the other side. See, that's the thing that's so beautiful uh, is that we realize that part of us is always up there. Like mm-hmm. Natasha's higher self is up there. My higher self is up there, too. And when when people are in this state, they they blend with their higher self. And uh, you you just feel like, like, uh, like Solomon, you know, like, you just seem to know about your life and everything. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's beautiful that way. So Natasha, yeah, you were right on about her. They, and they just said, um, you know, that's her childlike innocence is just being used to help people soften up.
0: Well, and, and I wanted to clear clarify something that we're talking about someone that Rick goes down and stays at their house and she had a traumatic issue yeah. where um, she had a coyote that came in her backyard and actually snagged her small dog and yeah. ran off oh. with it and it it gave her PSD it, it, um, PSD oh I can never say those initials uh that that it really traumatically navigated with her and so last week we with her being at the house that um that Regan was helping her and then she came on and I was here and Tony was here and so we gave yeah. her some information on how helpful. to navigate through with that too and and so with that that um just checking up on her cuz I I actually yeah. in a in a previous time previous time when Regan yeah, was there, I did a little I, bit of a of a session with her and gave her yeah. the information about her childlikeness, and And so we're kind of combining two different, two different shows at, at previous yeah. times coming in and talking about this one person yeah. who's, who's a gem.
1: And see, so you, that- Yeah. And she was lucky because I was there. I helped her with the traditional EFT, which helped mm-hmm. uh, down regulate her uh, energy from that. Uh, you guys gave her a bigger perspective of, you know, what does coyote signify, Uh, you know, uh, uh, and really emphasize the fact that the dog didn't die. uh, Mm -hmm. And the fact that she was lucky to be there, just turned in the window to look out the backyard, just as it was happening. It's the right
0: time. That's the magic. I'm getting chills. That's the magic. That is the magic of synchronicity, that if we step into and be available for, Life can it doesn't have the peaks and valleys as much. It does have things happening to it, yeah. it, it, but it does not have the peaks and valleys. And and that's what the universe is really asking us this summer to waken up to. And and we just had this new moon with. And if you choose to believe in the Lions Gate, which is another porthole that that something major happened in a region of our land and they called it the lionscape because it was something that, that navigated and changed their world. And so they just kind of, we've all adopted it. Like we adopted Halloween, we adopted this, we adopted that, you know, so it's those adoptions. And, and as we go through life, it's amazing how when we work with it, I don't know if anybody else felt this, but the the energy that came through this new moon this last weekend was pretty empowerful and it really was shaking a lot of us up. It was in Leo yet at the same time though, it was dealing with a lot of different planets and a lot of different connections. And some of us didn't sleep very well. Some of us slept a lot. Some of us um, kind of went, why am I thinking that still? You know, or, uh, you know, there's some other scenarios. And so um, some of you watching, if you want to type in a little bit about what you experienced over this last weekend, that, you know, we've come through this major car wash of waking up. What is our truth? And I was having a conversation with a friend that was uh, visiting here, and, and I really got an observation about what truth is. You know, we have a lot, um, if I can take a minute here, Regan, I would appreciate it, sure. that, that we're all asking our truth to be awakened a little bit. Well, I know that for me, I have a, uh, a child, my youngest child, that she is transgender. And a lot of her friends and a lot of wonderful gifted beings are shifting their identities from male to female or binary which is where they like to be called they yeah they're not they're not designed for him or her but i know for me in my old language of of school and do's and don'ts it's like holy crumb they it's a single person that doesn't connect to that truth yeah and and, as we do it, but i but I really got the hit that that is part of this truth. These really sneaky little corners of truth. It's like, oh, that's an old truth. that's an old truth that I was taught in my old school system, taught in the whole old language of the of the dictionary. It's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just what we've been taught. And some of us who've been around this world a little bit longer, we've been taught it a lot of years, even in just subliminal things on TVs, you know, and commercials and stuff like that. So, you know, though I'm gonna give you a little trick of what I've done. I've thought about their guides and angels around them. So instead of thinking of this one true being, I think of the them or they that is surrounding them. So when I speak of them, I think of they, I think of, which, you know, for me, you know, I am she, I choose to be she, yet at the same time though, somebody in spirit or somebody who's very spiritual could probably see my guides and everything around me. So even though I am Natasha, if it wasn't for my team, I wouldn't be who I am. So I have they and them around me. Well, yeah. So That's there's an idea for
1: you. True. Like how in a sentence would you just say, instead of saying she went to, you know, she went to the store, would you say they went to the store?
0: They went to the store. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
1: I. um I uh, with Or my, is
0: they over them or, or them over there. Or they are going, you know, if it's. I'm just going to name a name. If it's uh, Samantha, Samantha is over there. Cause that's the name that they choose. Yeah. At, the, you know, cause some of them, like my daughter went from Darren to Fia. So now she's going by Thea. So Fia is over there. Now if she was binary. The pronoun would be they or them. And I know there's many more pronouns. I'm not, I, I, you know, yeah. there's, there's always going to be a new pronoun. I'm just going with the basic pronoun of what I understand yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's doing... hard to keep up with everything. But yeah. I, yeah. but I'm just, I'm just honoring this new truth. We're waking up our truths. Now, does it stick, you know, in that certain car- categories it does. But yet when I'm writing my, uh, my newsletters and stuff, I have to go back to my old truth, yeah. you know, because of pr- pronoun, uh, you know, punctuation and different things like that. So with that, that as we go through life, sometimes we don't have to clean up all our truth, but we, ha- we kind of shift a little. It's like updating our computers to, to you know, to, uh, you know, another level of, of new knowings.
1: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I've been, like my son would take me to, uh, once in a while, one of the things we do to connect, even though he's in his 50s now, he likes to go to uh, raves. And he, he has a lot of friends that are in the uh, uh, oh gosh what I call where well, they wear all black and stuff um, mm-hmm.
0: got, got, goth goth um, yeah it, the old word is goth
1: yeah the yeah. old word goth and everything and a lot of the people in there are like my son will say don't don't call her she call her and I forgot until you said that what it was because it was my mind I it was confusing it's not that, I don't mind whatever is the proper thing to call him but I'm just thinking in the, in the, it's just a language issue. Cause they usually means plural. So, you know, it gets confusing. Then, like, maybe they can come up, maybe they'll eventually come up with a term that doesn't conflict with, you know, so we can, it, we can speak properly or I mean, communication can be better. You know,
0: <laughs> you know it, that's the thing though, is, is that we're not, it's yeah. not, it's not. That's why I go to, them or they. And I think of their guides with them. I think of the angels with them. I think okay. of their supporting roles, their families that are with I, them. That's and, a good word
1: to picture to help me to, to picture that right.
0: Yeah. And and, and I, I'm hoping and praying that people who who have chosen this wonderful path, because it's that's our old world. Our old world was nobody, you know, we had more feminine, we had more masculine, yet, but then many were not any gender at all. Yeah. And, and when we were in some of our our previous lifetimes and and many of us are going back to that. And we're learning that we don't have to fit in a box there again is breaking yeah. our truth up. So um, Veronica said about the new moon that she slept good and um, and. Kristen said we were in Poland at the time of the new moon. Did not sleep well for for a few days. You know, I was kind of with you, Kristen. <laughs> I was with you, Kristen. I didn't sleep. I was waking up. I was going to bed at, or sleep at midnight even though I was in bed at 9 and and waking up at 4. So I I totally get that dance. <laughs> That's yeah. how the moon affects me. Yeah, it I that that affects,
1: you know, time and the our sleeping cycles uh It takes people a while when they go to some places like 10 hours ahead of us or behind to uh, uh, acclimate themselves. And Mm -hmm. so people have different tricks they do, like staying awake. You know, like if you go from here to England and they say, well, just stay awake until it's the normal time you go to bed there. You know, I mean, uh, but still knocks people for a loop.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know yeah. when I traveled over to Spain they suggest the same thing so what I heard was is when I'm flying over there if I can take a, a nap towards the beginning of my flights yeah so that and then as I get closer try to stay awake so I get into that time zone because I know I do that when I'm f- traveling to Florida when I'm visiting my in-laws is that yeah. I try to to navigate through staying more awake so I can so I can get into morning people too so it's like an extra four hours (laughs) three hours ahead of time it's one of those things
1: uh, what we were saying about um i've learned so much about or when people are on the other side and they're in their their true self you know in a sense they're everything they're male they're female they're androgynous Mm -hmm. they're everything and they choose you know people choose to be male or female like sometimes we'll ask that question you know when you reincarnate do you usually reincarnate as a in a female form or a male form and some of them have this i've had one the other day goes oh female man that's the best you know and others go no i go back and forth um and when i when people see their guides on the other side i'll say well describe them to me are they look male or female and sometimes no they're like androgynous you know mm-hmm. you can't really tell so it gives you an idea that in our true form that this thing about sexuality, it's like there's there's the two extremes, heterosexual, homosexual, and then there's about fifty shades of gray in between that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what sexologists have been saying for years. They've been trying to get us to look at a gradient, you know, so we can't just put people in a box that you're either this or you're that, you know. And when you do that, then you just, you know, society is finally. Mm-hmm. Allowing people to find out and to be happy with the gradient that they are, you know, that place that they are in between the two extremes, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, so that they can feel like, yeah, this is me. I'm, you know, uh, before people, you know, people that were, for instance, uh, some of my clients that were bisexual, uh, they had to try to fit in one or the other and they couldn't just be who they wanted to be. You know, so they would say, well, I guess I'm 60 percent heterosexual and I want to have a guy in my life. So I'll be that. But they just still didn't feel quite right expressing their sexuality because part of them was not there. You know, mm-hmm. so now, thank God, you know, I mean, some people say we're going, we're, you know, some uh, religious people would say, oh, we're going, you know, everything's going to hell. <laughs> you know, yeah, cool. nah. But really, the way we look at it, we're going the opposite way.
0: We're going, like, yeah, we're, we're going just, to light. We're going yeah. to the light because yeah. that's the thing is that and and I'm and I'm being an observer, right or wrong, dealing, you know, because I've negotiated with my child since birth, actually. I was one that I was driving North on I-5 at a certain place in my freeway when she as a soul asked me to be her mother.
1: Oh.
0: So I remember that moment where that soul asked me to be mother. Now I had to take a little bit of time to, to get my husband on board (laughs) with this picture. And then finally I was pregnant. And so I remember those, those dances of being pregnant and the communication we had and when the soul was there and when the soul wasn't. And I'm not perfect at it. At the same time I was carrying this child, my mom was coming down with Lou Gehrig's disease or being starting to be diagnosed with that Lou Gehrig's disease. So I was kind of in and out of a lot of realities during this time. So with that, that as, as this child went on, was very masculine coming in, very masculine coming in. And as time went on, I can feel this sense because there was a time when all the friends were over and and all the friends wanted to go out and play guns because it was a lot of the males where I would watch because a lot of my friends had the male male children and they would be out playing guns and stuff. And and she wouldn't want to be out with them. She would want to be in talking with me. And I always said I had my, my girl with me. You know, she always liked to have conversations. She was always my conversationalist. She yeah. always had that, you know, if I wanted to wear something, I would ask her, do I look good? And at this time, it was him, you know, in language. And then as time went on, she became more lighter, more feminine. Yeah. More, And I can tell you that when that awareness came that she was who she was, and she started that path. I can tell that my child, child's depression, the child's um, mind angst, the mind angst, the, uh, the stories, the, the looking at thyself and saying, I'm ugly, slowly started waning. And started becoming lighter. And I can tell you that, yes, surgery is going to be in the future, she hopes. But at the same time, though, that there's this dance of, of union that she's finding yeah. with herself because she's finally coming home. And I can tell you, though, that spending time with like-minded people makes a big difference. Being accepted by like-minded people. If you're around, you're if you're doing this this scenario and you're not around like-minded people, You're you're in a you're in a dead end road for emotions sometimes because it's hard to go through this process without support. And so if you can, if anything, find it online, even if you can't find it in your community, find it online because support is so important for for doing these. Finding your new truths. Finding undoing a truth of religion or society or whatever it is that you're struggling with, especially if you live in the south and these old beliefs are like so ingrained of, yeah. of how you if you if you talk to spirit, you're you belong in the same asylum. You know, it's like there's these old truths that that don't fit anymore. And if you are that individual, I'm asking you find some way to get community. Find some way to find support because you're worthy of living. You just haven't found the doorway yet, you know, to get out.
1: Yeah. One of my clients that was concerned about this really good person, but he was having trouble with all of this uh, gender thing going on. And so he asked on the other side that when he was before the council, and he said, Is this, um, you know, s- s- sexual revolution that's going on with people? describing themselves in all different ways is this something that's adding to society or is this taking away from society and over there you know the council said no it's a good thing that's all they said it's a good thing you know uh and when you the thing that helped me when i was just it's like you know trying to understand all this uh the thing that made me understand it the most is this comes down to love in other words (laughs) how can we tell somebody that they can't love somebody because they don't look a certain way or they don't have particular body parts and that they can't love them and express their love sexually or you know whatever way that that's normally what happens I mean there's lust and there's love you know and and it it can be dysfunctional of some sort but when it's in its natural way and someone loves somebody how can we say no pull them away from that and say no that doesn't fit my idea of what you can love and and not allow that you know uh, I had a cousin, um, who, uh, lost, uh, I mean, I, when I look back and I, and I think of playing with him when they were, uh, you know, four, five, six, eight, ten 10 years old, when we get together and I look back and I go, oh gosh, uh, if someone said, is, is my cousin gay? I would say a hundred percent. Yeah, he is. You know, everything was just, that's just the way he was. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, uh, he's just the most wonderful guy. And, uh, back in the 80s when age was going around um his partner had the age so bad his his partner talked him into getting him some poison and uh you know he uh, he didn't he didn't put it in his partner but he gave him the poison and said okay i'm going for a walk and he said that was the toughest time of his life you know i mean just having yeah poor guy you know and uh, my my mom who was uh, Uh, only accepting because Jesus says to love everyone. And that was really good. But she would tell him, she would say, well, it's okay that you're that way as long as you don't act on it, you know? (laughs) And he would just say, thank you to his, uh, you know, to, my mom. And, and, you know, so that was her way of trying to be okay with it, but she had to go according to the, her belief channel. Mm -hmm. So, um,
0: it's 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 a strain sometimes to break out of our old boxes you know yeah. i i loved my husband through this process i mean he he he's come from a very strong family and it took him a little bit to dance with this and yet he has and and i'm so proud of him for for um trusting the process as much yeah. as he humanly can you know that that there was a lot of healing that happened between my child and his and her dad because of of this and um it, it's just it's amazing where we're all going yeah and magic is here and it's just it's just amazing but it's it's that breaking out of the old box
1: yeah it's really only, breaking out of the box as a regular therapist the only thing that i would suggest to people that have children that that identify as the other sex when they're young and then they're having issues with it would be to help them identify that way. But if they're making choices as far as changing their physical apparatus, you know, and everything that comes with that is to wait until they, you know, they're adults, you know, or something till they really know, because other clients I've had, their sexuality gets all confused to people when they're young Mm -hmm. and a lot of people, a lot of boys, uh, experiment with other boys that they're, they're and they, they turn out to be totally heterosexual but they're they don't know what to do with the sexual energy that they have you know and uh a, a number of my clients were they would say well i went through my lesbian years when i was you know early teens and that and then i found out no i'm i'm really more comfortable identifying as heterosexual you know mm-hmm. maybe a little bisexual in there or something but to do the drastic thing of because that's irreversible a lot of that you know and so I know I've been reading a lot of cases where parents allowed their children, like, you know, when they're eight or 10 or 12 and gave permission to have stuff done. And then when they get a little older, they're going, What did I do? Because it was yeah. just, they didn't quite have it figured out yet. So, you know, it should just be at a point when these children and that really uh, pass the age of reason a number of years and then they really realize, Yeah, this is who, what I want to be. Just like Caitlin Jenner did, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so. and, and this is what I observe. And there's a scenario that I I, I came across that I, I was interacting with a young child, kindergarten age, and mentioned about wanting to be the opposite sex. What I got a tap was, is that this child soul was so close to being on the edge of not being fully in the body, that it was still attached to some of past life interactions now does that mean that that truth cannot carry through in this lifetime yes it can but like but there's that part of is that person truly in their body is that person truly and that's the thing with a lot of children who now are very intuitive they're very much into the spirit world they're not necessarily attached to this this realm because it's Vibrationally, too challenging for one. I mean, being dense in this lifetime is pretty interesting sometimes. And so, with that, that a lot of them choose not to be fully in the body, especially if they came in that they were um, pre-premies. Um, especially if they were uh, uh, if they struggled coming into this world, you know, like there was a, a troubled birth. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that that. Um, That can come in uh and this is just the truth that i'm hearing so it's not a i i believe in love i believe everybody's here i believe that they should be but i agree with regan just a little bit with that time to get used to being in this lifetime like i told my child i said i am so backing you but remember please that if you change your name Legally, if you change your, 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 your identity and you walk through that door, you have to make sure that you stand at that doorway, look back and make sure you want to walk through that doorway. Yeah, That was the only thing I said. I said, it's not that I don't want you to, I totally want you to walk through those doors, but you personally stand at that doorway, look back and say, I'm definite. you know i can see myself 30 years in the future i can see myself 20 years in the future i can see myself 10 years in the future that at this moment i will not regret making that decision yeah and and with that she thanked me for that because and and i can tell you that she's done the hormones and stuff and there's other things coming up because of finances that are taking a little bit longer but you know i think you know there's i know now that she's making steps for me, I know that, but I also feel that in her that when she's making a decision, she goes, Mom, I kn- I know. I know. Yeah. I I know. And and that makes me feel good that because that, I would love her even if she made the oops. You know, I, I don't it doesn't matter if she changes her name and then decides to go back ten years later. I don't care. It's her journey. Yeah. It's that part of saying, I if if anything, so that you don't have so much of a Life, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it, I want you to have more of a life, and and making a choice to change your sex is, and and your identity is that's huge. It, it's huge. It's huge. And and I love you th- through that process. And that's where, um, I have done a lot of sessions with people because I do have this open mindedness that I, I don't care. I really, you know, I've had lifetimes where I've changed my sex too. I mean, it's like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, clients that go to past lives where they've been uh, homosexual and actually murdered for it, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I'll tell you that that uh, (laughs) it's just it's just like we were saying it's so hard because when when our subconscious is programmed into this is the way it is. And then all of a sudden somebody changes something. Our subconscious is don't want to change. They just want it takes effort. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of times to come around because I'm open to it, too. I I, I uh, had a friend one time who was uh, lesbian and um, then she wanted to go on. She just got curious about guys. It's fine. She's in her four, late 40s. And so she started dating guys and she found out I'm not lesbian. He says I identify more as the other. But but in high school, she was overweight, not real attractive. She couldn't get no one asked her to the dances and that sort of thing. And there were some other girls there that were gay that she befriended, and so her first sexual thing was lesbian. Mm-hmm. So she thought, well, I guess I'm a lesbian. I don't know, you know, because that's just the way it worked out. But then she found out later in life that uh, that she was heterosexual. So this sexual thing, it can be it can be cut and dried. People just know, or there's all this figuring out. What am I, you know? And um, and so I mean,
0: it's, uh, it's a lot
1: to figure out
0: yeah it's the soul's journey we each individual come in with an understanding or a knowledge our soul does that we have things that we're going to work on and then our bodies minds and emotions go through the process of going oh yeah i didn't think of that one (laughs) you know and and you know i wouldn't you know, I wouldn't say that my child totally knew that that what she was going to work on was going to be through this process. Yeah. But it came up in this process because it got triggered in this process and who's to say that that she didn't plan it, you know, of doing this coming in more binary. Right. Yeah,
1: maybe her, her whole life is that because people that are have to go through this, the psychological stuff that they have to endure is is so much you know with the way society looks at them with the way they have to learn to love themselves the confusion and everything so the lessons are many that they have mm-hmm. you know and i mean when they leave this life they go boy did i have to learn some things you know <laughs> yeah. I, if anybody watching this or something has uh, someone they know that's you know on the fence you know like like what am i you know they all this stuff i'd love to do some sessions with them and to get a perspective when they're in heaven or in the afterlife and have some of these wise, you know, the guides or have them go back to when they chose this life and they could see what they chose. It might, I might be able to help them get some pieces to the puzzle to help them, you know, Mm -hmm. get through this, you know, and also too, um, I did two sessions in Hollywood. I did one with the Hollywood uh, documentary filmmaker and his wife, and they both had the full meal. They just, wow. (laughs) <laughs> I know, and he wants to do it. And when he's on the other side, the guides told me he says that's why I got you together with Regan because we want you to do a documentary on this to let more pe- people know this greater truth. You know, so we're at some point in the future we're going to be doing that. But um, one of the show, he's thinking of it in like forty episodes. You know, where where we uh, because there's so many. Uh, you know, like we're thinking about uh, uh, maybe having. You know getting a couple homeless people that are Mm -hmm. down and out and having them do the like between life session if they're open to it and find out, you know, why did they choose to be in this position they're in now? You know, is this to teach us? Is this to teach them something? Uh, And I
0: would say yes and yes on that because every being is a teacher and they also learn, you know, so it's a dual process. No one's in this lifetime to To either learn just to uh, teach others, <laughs> it's like you really can't teach others unless you learn yourself.
1: Yeah, I would like to have uh, uh, even uh, some women that are pregnant. I would love to do the session for and find out if they can talk to the soul that's in their belly right now, and you know, in the afterlife, and find out some information. It's just I'm so curious about this because there's so much to be learned. You know, to give us an idea that that this whole life thing is, is so amazing. And there's so much information that we have blocked out that we now can have, mm-hmm. you know, because just imagine if, a, if I'm thinking of a, a mother has a conversation with this little baby, that's going to be there and talks to that baby and the baby's higher self, the soul self and finds out why that baby chose her to be the mom. And, and what does the baby hope that she can teach him? and what's the baby going to teach her it, it, then when the baby's born and you go oh my god they're so and so i already know this stuff i would think that would help them to be better mothers to be more mindful of the way that they treat to to really look at the lessons that their children are helping them learn you know i just think it would be a big benefit you know that way and just to to, to be so that that baby's life is more connected more spiritual you know mm-hmm. they're both of them are. you know they're least least likely to create bad karma you know, uh, uh, you know, with the baby. So, I mean, just knowing. And you know
0: that I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a disclosure here. No matter how perfect you try to be, you're always gonna <laughs> screw something up. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I, you know, that's called life. It's called life. I mean, how many times yeah. in a day can we mess with someone and we don't have any intentions of doing it? It's it. called life, and and as 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 better as I try to do, I still. The yeah. thing is, though, I had the awareness when I had to say I'm sorry, I could have yeah. done different. Yes, that was, and I didn't do that perfectly either. But yet, at the same time, though, that's one thing that my kids appreciated was, is that I was willing to say, "Yeah."
1: Mm-hmm. Well, don't you think, uh, Natasha, too, that as we become more mindful and everything about things? We're uh, the damage that we do is is uh, we're going to correct it a lot faster because we take responsibility and we know that we need to say we're sorry that we're imperfect too that we're learning this lesson. When you think if we didn't have this higher viewpoint, then it gets really gritty sometimes. I mean, it does. Yeah,
0: it really does. And we're we're perfectly imperfect going through this process. And that's the thing is is that I want people, uh, you know I got this. new moon kind of meditation moment where I was honoring the whole process and I was kind of in that dream state when I was waking up and I was having a conversation about how oh the higher power I choose to call God at this time the higher power trusts me with souls trust me to take care of the souls around me and i got my day to day life and then i got the image of a lifetime when i was an angel world war 1 feeling where i was rushing back and forth on the on on one of the war fields where they were battling and i was taking bodies or souls away you know because they passed or coaxing them come on you can do it let's get you up let's get you back to the trenches let's get you back to where you can get help and and I was doing that and and I was I got the bigger picture oh every day there's a moment where where my higher power chooses me to take care of a soul yeah pretty impactful thinking isn't it how yeah, do we I mean- How do we navigate through that soul? Yeah, You know, sometimes we're grumpy. Sometimes we are very grumpy. There again, it's that taking a break and saying, can I just step out for a minute and recoup if we can? You know, or saying, I'm sorry, do over, you know, those practices to do better, but, uh, you know.
1: Well, some, you know, people, when, when we ask what their mission is, They're on the other side before the council. And they said, we want to clarify what my client's mission is. And sometimes it's this most simple thing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not some like you're going to be Gandhi or or somebody that's going to change the world. It could just be that their whole goal was to bring uh, their daughter or son into this life Mm -hmm. and to be their guide to help them to grow up, to learn certain things. It could be that simple. You and
0: know. sometimes it, it is the experience of saying no, having that tough love, and saying no, and then learning that experience. Yeah. Kristen, Kristen said, uh, "Much love and gratitude for you both for your wisdom." Bye for now. Yeah. Bye, Kristen. Hey, Chris, and, uh, hey, thank hey. you for coming in and, and sharing your time with us. Yeah,
1: we love when you uh, when you're there supporting us. It's great.
0: Yes, it is, and and that's the thing is, is that sometimes we feel like we have to be peachy clean and and. You know, the, the, you know, no, you don't do anything wrong to lessen their experiences. No, sometimes those experiences are saying, we've had this conversation three times now, I'm done.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and, and doing that process, you know, we can do what we can do. And and it's just amazing when we're, when we're finding that grace just to be in the moment who am i supposed to be in this moment what am i supposed to do in this moment where am i supposed to go in this moment and and asking those questions you know what am i here to learn from this experience and what is this here to teach me and and when we can do those things sometimes when we're up against kind of a not comfortable spot we can sit in those moments just a little differently and say hmm what am I supposed to do here? I'm supposed to learn boundaries, okay, or love through a tough moment, or oh, am I supposed to learn that uh, that I gotta let go of control? You know, it's those. You know, there's many different avenues. Yeah. What is that other person supposed to learn? And I'm not saying supposed to because that's not up to me, and it's not up to the person. It's up to what their universe, their team is wanting them to learn at that time. And and sometimes that is about oh. I'm supposed to shush when I get angry <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: or, you know, it depends on the process.
1: Yeah. I, I was uh, trying to be mindful of everything that I do. Boy, that's hard. <laughs> Today, like, I, it's a doing that. I surprised, Like, like a few weeks ago, trying to be mindful during the day. And I'm going Regan, you are so judgmental, you know, <laughs> You, you do it automatically. You see someone, you make an instant little judgment, boom, boom, boom. And I go, God, am I doing this all the time and not aware of it? And like, you know, you got to like, come on, you know, get with this. So I would would then, for part of the day, as I'd make this quick judgment, then I'd immediately apologize to that person and go, hey, I'm just learning here, you know, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's difficult being, uh, you know, trying, trying. I mean, it would be a fun exercise though i mean wake up in the morning like okay a good thing to say as you wake up in the morning is just bless this day and those i serve you know try to get you in the good mood or try to put you in that mood and realize that everybody that's put in front of you in the day that you have some some sort of interaction and make it a positive one you know make it one of love not of selfishness and greed and all that you know so but I surprised myself. Uh, the poem that I remember, you know, Rumi, R-U-M-I, for those of you watching this that haven't heard of him, he's the most, uh, probably the most well-known poet in of the history of po- poetry. And uh, he was a Sufi mystic uh, that loved God so much that, that you know, when he would talk about God, um, uh, you know, people go, Oh, well, how can he, be? he's just, he just would not, it was like, it was his lover. Like God was mm-hmm. his lover. You know, he was just so into that. And the one poem, and I wish I, I um, had memorized it, but I, when I read it, it meant a lot to me and that's picture uh, your guide or you want Jesus or whatever your religion is driving a wagon and you're in the back. And sometimes the roads get bumpy and the horse and buggy's going along and boom, and you fall off into the mud.
0: Yes. You know?
1: And, um, and then your guide is just looking at you smiling, he sees you a few feet back, and he's getting a little further away. And he says, come on, come on, get back up on the wagon, you know, and some of us just want to, oh, you know, wallow in the mud, and pretty soon he's way down the road. And then by the final time we get up, it takes so much time to finally get back on the wagon. But uh, what it seems like that awakening spiritually is, is that you still fall into the mud, all of us do all the time. But you get up and you brush yourself off quick and the distance between you and getting back on the wagon is shorter, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when you can say, okay, I'm getting somewhere. I'm, you know, but sometimes people think, well, if I fell back in the mud, I'm just, a, I'm just not worth anything, but it's just, you know, get back on the, on the wagon quick as you can, you know, move forward.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's so- as
1: good As you're going to do being a human being. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So Susan, uh, I was shown it's time for me to take a big step back from mothering very recently. Time for my 18 year old to step up and take a lot more control of his own life. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the world of reality. Oh, my love is with you. My love is with you. That's Mm -hmm. that's an interesting balance, especially when they're in the same home as you. So my Uh, love goes to you.
1: That's a big step that every, not just the women, but women more, it seems like, because they're so attached to the the children. Us guys, sometimes we go, oh, get the heck out of here and do your own life, you know. (laughs) But that's that's
0: the male, female. If women listen to that more, kids would grow up more. And if if the men would listen to the women more, they might find more compassion that, oh, wait a minute, my kid's not ready to move out right now. Right. Maybe another three months from now, but there's that. So there's that fine line between, yeah. you know, men are wonderful for stirring the pot to get things moving, but sometimes that pot timing is not necessarily cooking in the yeah. quickness that men want to do.
1: You, you know what the health people are saying is sometimes mothers are so doting, they won't let their kids even play in the dirt because they're afraid they're going to get germs. And then they find out that later on in life, they haven't built up antibodies to germs that are out there and they get sick and die. So you have to you have that balance between allowing them to move forward on their own, which she's realizing now, which is huge. I mm-hmm. know I had five kids and it was, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's an some interesting of them just go naturally and the others, you know, you have to at a point. You have to say, look, I can't hold you up all this time. I can't bail you out of jail.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> if you make a mistake from now on, you just pay the consequences. And that's how, look at how we learned, right? Like how Susan learned, how we all learned. And it was like, by making some. Tripping
0: <laughs> over those rocks. <laughs> yeah. Metaphorical rocks.
1: So you love oh. them and you, you just you know cut the tether there and let them go out on their own a bit. You know we'll always be there to love them and uh, and they'll appreciate that too you know.
0: That's one thing that my kids always said this is that mom no matter what you did we always knew you loved me.
1: And that's the best thing a child can say to you
0: isn't it it just that just warms my heart and my love so with that that uh, i've been <laughs> I've been pushing and pushing them towards my agenda. (laughs) Yes, but sometimes um, (laughs) I want to clarify because we as adults know what an agenda could be. Yes, we want you to stand on your own two feet. Yes, we want you to do what you can do. Yes, we want you to know that you have the smarts to get there. It's you believing in it. And, And so, yes, it is our agenda, but sometimes that agenda has a little bit you know, of sprinkling of 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 the greater good to get them out yeah. of the house. We just got to remember, ah, I got to keep my own ego out of it a little bit, and that's just practice makes better. Practice makes better, my dear. Yeah.
1: Well, you <laughs> know, one me? thing, oh, uh, you can do, but the 18 year old has to be sure enough to be op- open with it. But I don't know how your finances are, but if you find a good life coach that's in your area. Uh, that life coach can kind of embed in him some of your agenda, and he'll listen to it. You know, yes. when it comes from mom, but <laughs> it comes from someone they look up to as like a professional. You know, uh, like when they're in school, it's good to have them have a school counselor to help them <laughs> whether they're going to do college or not. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Well said, Sue. Yeah. Very, well, very well said. Very well yeah. said. So we're gonna end on that okay. note. It's like it's, it's actually thanks for the laugh, Sue. Uh, thank you, Sue. I appreciate that. And I just want, if anybody, going back to that that statement that I said, the awareness that I came came to the other day that that my higher power, the higher power, the greater love. The moment of of whatever we are saying that is our greater power, trust us with other souls. If we can just handle them with a little more tender care, kindness, understanding, even if we're in a in a really rough spot, life can make life can be a little bit more smoother for us all. yeah and and that's that thing about waking up our our old truths. It's waking up so regan how do people get a hold of you
1: they can hold me through visittheafterlife.com like there on the screen um just a quick overview of what i do i do regular therapy for people that just have you know problems with i specialize in ptsd uh fears and phobias anxiety depression that seems to cover most everything about uh, i'll still do a little losing weight stop smoking i just had one of my clients lost 82 pounds and she attributes it to A few sessions we did. So, you know, just anything working with the subconscious. But what I love to do is to help people have the experience of uh, um, of going to where souls go in between lives. It's called a life between life session. I'm one of the researchers with the Newton Institute. And we love this work because we're finding out. What happens when we die? Where we go, and what we do when we're there? You know, it's an easy process. About ninety percent of the people that attempt it have a successful session. Sometimes you can get some emotional healing and some even physical healing. Sometimes, so um, you know, you go to a past life, go there, ask a bunch of questions. You spend a couple hours over there and come back, and it's very life-altering for most people because they see everything in a bigger way. You know, it's just like for someone that goes to Natasha and all of a sudden uh, someone is talking to them from the other side and they know that that's them. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden, then, you know, there's an afterlife. You know, that when you pass away, you're going to be just with them. It's, you know, it really makes life a lot easier. So you can get a hold of me at visittheafterlife.com. I have a free book on there right now called the Reincarnation is Real. It's about all the current research being done, which will blow your mind. There's so much being done research all over the world in this and it's really pretty much been proven you know that this is the way this is the way things are you know so anyway, get a hold of me there. What about uh, Natasha how are they going to get a hold of you?
0: You can get a hold of me by going to angeliclarifications.com. I love giving inspiration so that we can move through life. I've been helping people through a lot of shame lately, a lot of guilt for what they did that they didn't do enough or that there's these moments and, you know, doing the mediumship and doing the personal awareness part of my, my business. I just, my love goes to everyone through these processes that we're waking up to. And it's wonderful to see someone who comes in with deep imprinted memory foam depression of of their life and actually standing up and saying ouch that hurt but I can walk forward now you know it's it just it brings sunshine to me because it's and I hope to bring sunshine to them it, it's just the moment where we don't necessarily relieve ourselves like your friend going through the still probably some of the 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 moments of of having the coyote come into her yard yeah. Yet at the same time, though, doing this work, doing this, this gift of of supporting the soul through their journey, supporting the human through their journey of life, you know, and their emotions through their life. Like I'm going to be teaching a class here locally about um, emotions and grief and how we can navigate through some of that. And, and I'm doing that at a local, at a physical store. That as we go through life and go through things, it's amazing how we can just give ourselves grace, give ourselves grace. Yeah. So you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. So thank you, everybody, for watching us. We're here Mondays. Thanks for turning in, everybody. Yeah, Pacific time. And I'm on Angelic Clarification or Life Clarifications on Wednesdays on the same channels that you are here. So blessings to everyone, and have a great time. Remember, new moon, new concepts, new ideas, and walk the path because it's only practice makes better. Yeah. Blessings.
1: Love yourself.
0: Yes.